And now, direct from the Keaton household, the moment you've all been waiting for, the lighting of the Christmas tree. We're talking family ties. Hit it. It was 1982. The Niners beat the Bengals in Super Bowl 16. Chariots of Fire won Best Motion Picture at the Oscars. The G.I. Joe toy line was relaunched by Hasbro as three and three quarters inch line of action figures. And Alex Keaton was an Ebenezer Scrooge for the 80s. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me is a very special guest. He's just released The Christmas Book, The Ultimate Guide to Your Favorite Holiday. It's Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for coming on, man. I'm I'm very excited about your book. What, what, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty funny. When I told my wife that I was uh, I was going to be talking about because she saw me watching the Keaton Christmas Carol. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, this past weekend, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And and I I explained, "Oh no, I'm going to do a podcast about it." And she's like, "Are you paying them to do that? Because this seems like something that." Uh, <laughs> that this seems like somebody's created a podcast specifically for your interest. So it was, uh, it was pretty fun that uh, that you this was one of the topics you suggested. And I was like, oh yeah, definitely do this one. <laughs> well, and and it's funny because uh, my wife at this point she's used to it. But you know, when I first started, I was like, hey, I'm going to do a Christmas podcast about the '80s, and she just kind of stared at me. Just, you know, dead eyed, like, what are you talking about? And, (laughs) but then, you know, as I explained it, you know, we'll talk about toys and movies and shows and, you know, music and all sorts of things. She's like, okay, that makes sense. I know you, it it makes sense now. But when I suggested some topics, you know, because you had emailed me about, about coming on the show and and about your book and, and which sounds like it's right up my alley, I got to say. Like, I'm excited to read this book. But, you know, this was one of the ones I suggested because, uh, I mean, I've been wanting to cover it and there are other Christmas episodes, but this, I think is the one that most people remember. Yes. And so I I had been wanting to cover it and no one has been picking up on it. So I'm glad you actually were were like jazzed to do this one because this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, this is definitely one of the more memorable episodes when I was a kid seeing this and like being blown away. I mean, (laughs) We'll discuss it further, but at the time, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Like, look at the graphics and everything, and maybe, <laughs> yes. maybe, maybe looking back, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have been too excited. But yeah, it, it it was very memorable for me as a little kid. The the thing that I remembered most was all the smoke. <laughs> yes, they bought like two smoke machines where they needed one. This was the smokiest yeah. Christmas special <laughs> it of all was time. Super smoky. It's like that and the uh the Alex when he's older and balding and and uh, yes. <laughs> that's the other thing. Those <laughs> yeah. are like my my two biggest things that I remember about this. Right. Um but like what's your history or experience uh with um family ties in general? So, I think this this might have been the show that I was able to lobby to extend my bedtime nice. because there was buzz. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I was probably in like first grade or something when, when this right. show started to get buzz, like in its first season, um, and revisiting it. And my, and I have children that they love back to the future. And I was like, Oh, well he was on a show and they started watching it. And I, I was actually thinking it would be too dated for them, but right. The, the star power of Michael J. Fox really is evident for any, any episode you watch and you're like, yeah, this guy, of course he was going to be a superstar. Mm-hmm. And of course I know the show originally was supposed to be about the parents and he just kind of took over. He became Fonzie for, for this show. <laughs> he really did his character. I mean, pretty much, I guess they used to have like uh, the storyboards. They had like this format. It was like six scenes or like six main segments, you know, right. and then the ending tag. And usually that kind of ended up that last scene was pretty much just Alex apologizes. 
And so much so that they kind of just kept it up there on their board and they would just switch out the other five scenes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because ultimately he, I mean, it's about him doing the right thing in the end or it is. Him. Yeah. All right. And, uh, <laughs> but he's, he's just so great. He really is just fantastic in it. And, and I think there was just buzz in the first season. I mean, I, I, I don't know the ratings, but it was one of those things that when you're in school and other kids are talking about it and I was like, Oh, I got to watch it. So I probably was uh, maybe I caught some first season episodes, but definitely I was like in from the second season on. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of similar to myself. I, uh, I don't remember when I started watching it. I just remember always watching it. Like it was, it was just on, you know? Um, right. And, and I just remember everybody watched it. It was, it was one of those things. I mean, the guys in back to the future, you got to watch it, you know? Uh, right. I was excited about Back to the Future, not because like there was a time travel DeLorean type situation. It was like, wait a second, Alex P. Keaton is going to be the star of a movie. <laughs> Alex like, P. Keaton, I was yeah. I was full in on this. I was full in on Teen Wolf. Like to me, I just yes. I wanted all things Michael J. Fox at that point. Same here. I, I was the exact same way. So much. And I actually dressed up as Teen Witch for a Halloween episode uh, uh, one year. I think I was in first or grade. No. I don't know. One of those grades, I don't remember, but I was, te I was the teen wolf and it was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> I, cool. <laughs> I have a confession to make. I was teen wolf two years ago. <laughs> I was nice. taking my kids trick or treating. <laughs> the only thing about a costume like that is it better be a very cool Halloween night because wearing a full, <laughs> wearing the full fur, even in the basketball uniform on top, it was, it was very hot. In there. It was brutal. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, I was lucky in that, uh, I, I wore a blue jean jacket with like the sleeves rolled up and oh, my mom that's... just had the fur only like from the sleeve on. And then just, uh, you know, just a little headpiece there. So oh, that's I cool. kind of got away with not doing all of it, which is great for like <laughs> South Texas where it gets super hot too. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be rough. That would be rough. Um, but yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Michael J. Fox. I mean, he's so charismatic. He's so energetic, just everything about him. And he's funny. And, you know, he's just a, he's just a great actor and everything he's in. Oh, um, like it just kind of goes up a point or two every time you see him. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I would say it is, I, I love the cast. But there's just like there's just the next level. I mean, yeah. you know, in mm -hmm. sports, you have good players on a team and then you just have one superstar that just that's lifts right. it to it. And that's Michael J. Fox. But I think I, I love the cast in this movie. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, and, in this in this show. Yeah, well, and, and you're right. I mean, it was it was Fonzie like in the 70s there for Happy Days. It really was Michael J. Fox for the 80s. And then we kind of had, of course, Steve Urkel there in the 90s for Family <laughs> Matters. He kind of took over. Yeah. So. Ran for uh, what seven seasons, I believe. It's really, I guess, the basic premise. If we wanted to nutshell it, was that uh, it's two parents who were kind of hippies, I suppose, in the '60s, and they are raising their three kids now. From they moved from California to to Ohio, and raising their three kids who were not like them at all. <laughs> Eventually, right. there was a fourth kid added, but. Uh, and some of the biggest laughs and, and everything about the show was their um, just the way that they dealt with their son, Alex, you know, Michael J. Fox, who was very much a young Republican. He loved Reaganomics. He was a uh, right. <laughs> very conservative, right. which kind of really uh, clashed with their liberal uh, ideologies. And so, I mean, that's what made it great. It made it so funny because, I mean, it, it emulated real life, basically. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think the. It, the message, I mean, shows got very message heavy as, as he went on in the eighties, yeah. but, but the message of that show was really um, a, a quality message in that in the end, like you said, that, that final storyboard was about Alex either apologizing or just doing the right thing. Right. And his parents maybe concede a little bit. He concedes, but ultimately it's a show about whatever angle you're coming at. There, there right. tends to be a right and wrong in a lot of situations. In a lot of things, yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And um, I think, uh, I think it was the early, the well, early to mid years. It was there was a very specific dynamic where Mallory was the uh, boy and shopping crazy sister. He yep. was the the super motivated, um, uh, very conservative. And Jennifer was the, the sassy little girl. And then mm -hmm. 
you know, when she grew up physically, when she grew up, then they had to give her sort of Mallory type storylines. And right. that's when they they were like, well, we need a sassy kid. And so then they brought on Andrew late in the in the game. <laughs> yes, which uh, I, I only vaguely remember him uh, as much as I've seen it. it, it you know, they, they kind of brought him on. Yeah. The, just to kind of add <laughs> that like, oh, yeah, they would cut to him and you could tell like it was his own take. Mm-hmm. And he was like, they fed him a line and he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. And then they cut back to like the big scene and everybody would laugh. But like, that's right. He, he yeah. clearly wasn't even <laughs> he wasn't even part of the scenes. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you can you can definitely tell. But I mean, ult- you're right. Ultimately, it's about family. It's about uh, just just coming together and and knowing that they love each other and and I mean yeah that's uh, who doesn't that resonate with at least for for the majority of folks you know I mean it's it, that kind of really hits home because as much as we love our family we don't always agree with them and and things like that and so it's always really nice to 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 see that played out but not in such a serious antagonistic way it's you know it's it's nice and lighthearted and you know it's yeah. gonna end well yeah 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 it was it was definitely like a a very consistent presence on television in the 80s. Yeah, definitely, yes. Um, but we're actually going to be talking today about the season two, episode uh, nine, A Keaton Christmas Carol. And so this is something that you talk about in your books a lot, the, the different versions of A Christmas Carol. Is that correct? Yes, yes. yes. There's I, I talk about a hundred different versions. Nice. <laughs> That's a lot of versions. <laughs> yeah, and this this one I think I, I have in the, uh, maybe in the 15 range okay out of 100 oh that's not bad that's pretty good yeah (laughs) yeah because i mean again i was just blown away by the star power of michael j fox yeah well i mean he really does kind of carry this it's it's he's the ebenezer scrooge character in this one so it really is about him and and we'll like yeah like i said we'll we'll about to get into it here but i think something that that really stuck out to me about this particular version was um the lack of ghosts like there's only two ghosts in there <laughs> yeah they didn't give they they give you just kind of an intro scene so you're supposed to know the present but they don't i mean this for 22 23 minutes you have to be compact right um right but if there's one thing we know about 80s sitcoms they love two parters and they loved <laughs> they loved true. very special hour-long episodes this was begging for it there was no marley either there was no marley yeah yeah right so two out of four ghosts, I guess, ain't bad. <laughs> I I don't know who would have played Marley because the one thing about Alex is he was, you know, he was a focal point of every episode, but it's mm-hmm. not like he had lots of buddies. It was just Skippy who would come around the house. Yeah. yeah. But mostly it was like, he, it was about him dealing with his teacher or this, you know, or his boss. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know who would have played Marley. I mean, unless it was like... Uh, I don't know some kid, Ronald Reagan or something. There's not there's or uh, See, maybe I like think, Barry Goldwater's ghost would come and visit him. I think I think having Reagan as Marley would have been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have just that's no Christmas level. present. Yeah, exactly. no Christmas present and no yeah, Christmas. Yeah, been. no ghost of Christmas present either. Uh, but you're right. We kind of see the Christmas present there, and and I guess we kind of see Christmas present in the other versions of a Christmas Carol as well you know beforehand but right. we don't get to see like christmas present for the cratchits or you know christmas present for his his nephew fred so while they do kind of set it up in the other versions you know the ghost of christmas present is kind of necessary here like you said because it's compact and because there really is no like nephew fred or uh or, yeah, or anybody else it, we kind of see what it is already i mean the 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 episodes really much like cheers it was either in the living room or the kitchen. Like there, much, there was yeah. very, very rarely they go to Stephen's PBS studio or mm-hmm. their bedroom. It was mostly in just those those two downstairs rooms. Right. So it was mostly the 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 nuclear family and two rooms. So the the present was kind of right in front of you, I guess. Exactly. I mean, and you think about it. So really, the family is kind of Bob Cratchit. Um, yeah already so we kind of just saw what they were doing you know we kind of just saw them so it makes sense to cut it uh, but it did it did make me just a little question a little bit like well that's interesting you know you don't you don't typically see just two ghosts right <laughs> right but yeah so it 
the episode starts off and 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 it's really Christmassy. I mean, they're they're they want to decorate the tree and and uh just and that old-fashioned tree with like the big C9 light bulbs. I mean, it's yeah. a I, I got like a lot of nostalgia from that tree. That was a nice tree, although ours was never that tall. <laughs> no, 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 no. They had a they had very high ceilings for for mm-hmm. a man working at PBS, Elise's uh <laughs> Elise's uh uh, architecture job must have been paying well. I think, that was a nice house. Yeah, I think she was definitely the breadwinner there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was a nice big house. I mean, that tree because uh, what's his name? Michael Gross is pretty tall, or at least he yeah. seems he seemed pretty tall to me. No, he was a tall guy. Yeah. So I'd although be... although standing next to Michael J. Fox, maybe wasn't well, that's true. As as we that's, that's true. He could be. Uh, it could be a forced perspective kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it's gotta be like a nine foot tree, but they're, they're adding the tinsel and, and the garland and all the ornaments and everything. And it just, it's nice and festive. And, um, I mean, it's just, it's a, it sets the scene right away. Yes. And they're singing, they're singing carols. Yeah. Uh, of course, Michael, Michael, <laughs> Alex, let me, I'll, I'll call him Alex. Alex yeah. comes in and, uh, you know, he's all upset because of how cold it is and, uh, he immediately right. there's uh, another bit which becomes like a little plot thing later on where he forgets to get cough medicine uh All right you know for for <laughs> tina yothers and so that you know yeah we'll see that plan down the line but you can see already that that he's kind of more focused on himself and less everybody else i mean he gets really upset when they talk about presents uh you know he wants to in fact yeah. i think he even says like he wants to like, can we just like forget presents this year? <laughs> yeah, but he says, I mean, it's like Christmas Eve at that like six o'clock at night. Yeah, maybe we can forget presents this year. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I love the, 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 I wrote down uh, a line I love from Elise. We can't all have the natural Yuletide verve that you possess, Alex. <laughs> I did like that. <laughs> I mean, you don't really get dialogue like that anymore. No one says Yuletide no. verve, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> really stood out. But yeah, so he's like, "Hey, how about we just you know forget the presents?" And then the uh, you know Stephen, the the dad, he pretty much is like, uh, "Oh, gee, you know, we already we already got you something." And so <laughs> Michael right. right away he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Right. I, there's like just a lot of little bits like that that just uh, I really enjoy because uh, I mean they kind of not only do they set the scene and and the established characterization but uh, it's just it's very of that time like I noticed a lot of the writing it's just it's very 80s you know later on in yes. the late 80s early 90s they started to adapt and we started getting a little more um realistic drama going on uh, right uh, as far as dialogue goes but it's still in that that very you know late seventies or well mid to late seventies early eighties kind of style. Right, like hitting punchlines, waiting Ex- for the for the studio audience Ex- to laugh. Right? Exactly, yeah, 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 a lot of that. Um, but it, I mean, but it's okay. I just I got really nostalgic for it, you know. Yeah, I I I, <laughs> I ate up whatever whatever they were uh, selling. I was buying. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, but Jennifer has a cough, so he was supposed to get cough medicine for her. He doesn't. He promises to, you know, to to drive her to the ER if it gets worse. And uh, <laughs> which again, right. that's that's the natural progression. She's she's needs some cough medicine. It's like, yeah, I'll drive her to the emergency room. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. Forget it. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll go away by itself. Whatever. No, no. I'll I'll take it to the emergency room. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um. But he's just very cranky. He's just he's he's fed up with Christmas. He says it's just another you'll just another holiday. What's the big deal about Christmas? And so when it's time to have the big family photo around the Christmas tree decorating the tree, he just basically blows up on him and says no. And he kind of ruins it. They have like pose pose positions each year decorating the tree. Yeah, it's like everybody's in their specific spot, and you know they pretending to decorate the tree and he's he just isn't having any of it so he goes upstairs but as he's going upstairs you know he kind of makes some comments and makes them all turn towards him and just it kind of ruins the whole picture yes so he goes to sleep and this is where we already start to i mean it like kind of dives right into to he the yells whole, at some carolers right he does yell at some carolers yeah so he's he's in his pajamas getting ready to go to sleep he hears the caroling he opens a window and starts yelling and i think one of them's even like they're uh like the reverend or 
Yeah, he, he threatens the police on them. Get off his lawn. Like, he's he's full old man mode. Angry old man mode. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> Which Alex was always like, you know, he, he had his uh, strong opinions on things. But, yeah, this episode, he's full cranky old man. Yeah, yeah. They really... I guess the snow really has that kind of effect on him because he <laughs> right the the white slop falling from the sky as white slop it. yep yep but I I do like that and I think he even says oh sorry Reverend and then of course he the Reverend you know being a, a religious leader is like hey you know well you know God bless you and yours and he's just like whatever he closes the <laughs> yeah, door he just and blows him off yeah exactly and gets crawls into bed and I think he even says bah humbug. <laughs> <laughs> which you know okay right he, did, you gotta, he didn't you gotta have it i guess i mean yeah <laughs> but but they they had already done a pretty good jo- a job of establishing who the scrooge of the episode was the bottom yeah. bug was was like the cherry on top that's right yeah yeah it's that that little over the top like we were talking about 80s writing that just right you, know, you gotta have it there even though that's right i think we kind of knew <laughs> he was we knew where this was going exactly yeah. so he goes to sleep or tries to go to sleep and then he's awakened by just a ridiculous amount of smoke, which he tons even, of smoke he like, even comments on. <laughs> like this is this is some kiss video from 1981. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yep. So much smoke. So much smoke. Uh, he's coughing and hacking, and then Jennifer appears wearing like this all red gown, I don't know, robes, whatever. You know, he's he's like, Jennifer, come on, get out of my room. <laughs> but right. she right away is like, no, no, I'm the ghost of Christmas past. And he's like, whatever, come on. And he tries to grab her. He goes to grab her and he can't like his hand, you know, kind of goes through. Right. Her. And this is where you're talking about, like how she just kind of suddenly appeared. And then his his hand, you know, th- those were like those great graphics that we. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just the uh, what is it? The uh, the superimposed film on film. Like it looked. Yeah. Yeah. It looked yeah. like, you know, maybe maybe uh, my one of my teachers did it in uh, in like <laughs> 80s middle school. I put it together just like he, when you set up the projector, they just had two films going at once or something. It was very like superimposed. Looking. It definitely was. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. They didn't have like super high tech budgets, so right. they couldn't do Star Wars. But, you know, it uh, right. it actually came out pretty decently it, and it worked. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. It, it worked for the episode. I mean. Right. You got a great, great on a curve. This was, this That's was right. done be, way before there was any sort of CGI stuff. available. Exactly. Yeah. We're used to a little bit different level now, but so she's like, Hey, you know, let's go back. I'm going to take you to the past. It's the whole Christmas ghost of Christmas past vibe and they disappear and they end up in the living room, which of course is a funny bit. Cause you know, they could have right. just walked downstairs, but <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They floated through the air just to end up downstairs again. <laughs> just to end up downstairs, yeah. Um, and it's back in, I guess it would be at this point, either the late 60s or early 70s. And it's Alex as a, a young kid, but we see... Well, it's 70s because uh, they're talking Elise, about oh, it's 70s because Elise is a, a, a... That's right. They're talking about Nixon and Elise is a baby. I mean, not Elise. Uh, Elise is holding Jennifer as a baby. So right. you're right. It's got to be it's got to be 70s for sure. But yeah, so she's bringing her in. It's Christmas time singing Christmas carols again. I mean, this is like it's just they really set the mood with the Christmas in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're very they're very festive. The, yes, uh, they are. Stephen, Stephen and Elise. Yeah, they are. I I mean, they kind of remind me of my folks a little bit. Um, yeah, just, just how much I, they, they really, you know, get into the holiday and try to make it special for us. Just hearing their voices, uh, like revisiting the episode, hearing their voices, like it really feels like you're you're being tucked into bed. Like they're, yeah. they're so comforting. They're just Stephen and Elise. They're the they're the eighties parents. They are the yeah exactly. Uh, so we get <laughs> we get Alex coming in, and of course he's still already dressed to the nines with his sweater vest and the the tie and everything and he's talking about doing her taxes but he can't really do anything until he gets her w-2s because he had to deal with the audit last year (laughs) (laughs) now that that the kid who plays young alex he played young alex uh the year before in the other christmas special Mm -hmm. um they did which um which from researching for my book uh a ton of shows used Christmas as a looking back episode where they just essentially take clips. Now the, oh, the right. Keatons, the Keatons first Christmas special, they did a looking back episode 
but they created old clips like with that same young Alex. So I don't know if they ever had another flashback, but this, this kid appeared in two seasons as young Alex. Which is really cool when you think about it. Cause I know they had to yeah. change Mallory. Um, yes. Because I think the girl just grew a little too much. Uh, so they had to, to get a different actress for her. Uh, but of course she's still that um, right. You know, just more vacuous, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Talk, talking into the phone. That's not plugged into that's, anything. <laughs> she, yeah. So uh, the whole bit is, you know, Mallory comes down. Of course she kind of verbally spars with, with Alex a little bit. And then they're like, Hey, you know, Elise kind of sets up Steven to come down and he's dressed as Santa. And so like, Santa's coming. And right away they're like, hi dad, how are you? <laughs> they know it's him. Of course. And even the, even uh, the, the infant that that's <laughs> yeah. astonishing. She was able to talk, but uh, even hey. baby Jennifer. <laughs> that's right. I don't recall my kids talking uh, that, yeah. that late or that early. I mean, but yeah. So, which is and that I mean that made me laugh probably harder than it should have, but <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean He's that like, was that was Jennifer. a perfect yeah right that was a perfect punchline. Yeah. It was very eighties. They would <laughs> really they wouldn't pull that off in the nineties, but it no. it was funny. It was funny, yeah. Uh, so he's handing out presents. He gives Mallory the phone that she, that you mentioned, and she you know it's like hello, hey nobody's there, and they're like oh you just pretend and you can talk on it all day long, and so then we get another one of the, the little asides where Alex says oh so that's how it started. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those little little uh, one liners and things like that, but it really kind of made the episode. I mean, and, and everything about it, at least for me, you know, as a kid from the eighties watching these types of shows, I mean, it really was like, I was wrapped in a warm blanket, you know, uh, being, yeah, it's great being tucked into bed with these kind of one-liners. And, and also Stephen and Elise do, singing in harmony. They always singing. harmonized. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the first Noel, they were great. Well, he had a nice baseline going on there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the ending. It was typical uh, one uh, four five one progression. And I was like, "Oh, okay, you, you can do this. You can do this, Stephen. Go for it." <laughs> but yeah, Meredith Baxter, Bernie, and uh, Michael Gross were actually pretty good singers. And I think maybe maybe I'm off. I think they were born on the exact same day. I they think were. that was the tr- yeah. that was the trivia with them. They were, yeah, both with the exact same day, same year, and everything. So uh, I, that's that's pretty cool too because you don't get that very often. Maybe that's why they were so good at harmonizing. Maybe they were they were in sync. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna I'm gonna spread that around. I'm gonna say that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So Alex, uh, uh, of course, you know he's like, hey, before we open any more presents, this young Alex, like, hey, let's take a picture around the tree. And they're what a great idea, you know that whole bit. And it's like then we can pretend we're decorating it. You know, we'll take the same picture every year. So really, he finds out that that picture that he was so fed up with the night before was his idea and he had forgotten it throughout the years. So that's, you know, that's that little moment, the Scrooge Christmas past kind of moment that we get there. Right. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's like when, uh, in, you know, more traditional tellings, like that's when he goes back and visits his school and realizes, Mm -hmm. you know, he was not so hardened or when he goes to see Fezziwig and he realized Mm -hmm. he was not always so angry. Right. Um, but yeah, that was that was the moment right there. That was his moment, yeah. And and I'm sure having notated a hundred of these things that you can pinpoint the exact moments and <laughs> of all of them. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, 15 is not bad. Yeah, I'll take it. But uh, so you know, she's um, the ghost of Christmas passes. Hey, our time's almost up. We got to go. And he wants to stay. He's enjoying just everything about it. And just like Scrooge, as soon as a ghost is ready to leave you know, cause her shift is almost over. Uh, then, you know, he's, he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I get it. I'll be nicer. I'll be nicer. You. So it, it's not quite right. that full transformation yet. Right. Here, here comes the hammer. Exactly. So we skip over Christmas present and we go to Christmas future and it's Mallory, although it's not really Mallory. It's a ghost Christmas future in black robes and more, more smoke, more, <laughs> a lot more smoke. <laughs> Uh, and he does that whole, I'm hither, I'm hither again. I'm hither. <laughs> and so, um, again, they disappear and they go to the living room, but this time it's in the future and everything is just a mess. It's run down, dilapidated in shambles. And he sees Elise kind of bent over, hunched over and, and she's still actually quite cheerful. Yeah. If, 
if not having all her teeth. That's she's, right. Yeah, she's missing some teeth. Missing some teeth. Yeah, but it's uh, it's Steven, pretty dystopian. It really is. Like they, I don't know what grim. happened. She must have lost her job and he, he as yeah. well. Because architecture clearly didn't pay anymore. <laughs> she, she was out. <laughs> One of her buildings, uh, I don't know, maybe it collapsed or something. She didn't. <laughs> I don't know, but it was right. it was bleak. Yeah, um, and I guess he was fine. I guess. At some point, Stephen goes to work for Alex and then is, gets fired. And so I don't know why he couldn't go back to his old job. But for some reason, they're, they're very, very destitute. And yeah. And she now hand washes laundry like Charlie Bucket's mom. She's like, <laughs> there's right. no washing machines in their future either. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they had to sell it to eat or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Yeah, the dirt sales weren't 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 bringing in enough profits. That's that's right. Yeah, Mallory is like pregnant uh, with her fourth child, and and uh, Jennifer sells dirt. <laughs> I don't know who buys dirt, but okay. Yeah, maybe topsoil. I I don't know. Maybe they just were calling it dirt. I I don't know where the market is for just straight up dirt. I, I don't either, honestly. <laughs> yeah, their business model definitely needs to be looked at. Right. But and she her voice is like just crazy raspy because she's had a what do they say? She's had like a cough and cold for like year 30. Right. Years she now. never kicked it. She never. yeah, she never kicked it. <laughs> and uh so he's just he can't believe what's going on, but he's also excited by the prospect of him being rich. <laughs> yeah. Because the ghost tells him that, oh yeah, no, no, you're rich and, and you you're very right. well to do. So he's like, How how wealthy am I? <laughs> Right. Put a little pep in his step. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. Um, and then we see the, uh, their only mode of transportation is the wheelbarrow, right. which gets crushed by his helicopter, which he goes to <laughs> when he goes to visit. Uh, but I love the also the tinsel that Alex sold him. It's like this one little string of tinsel right. that they hang on their really, really Charlie Brown-esque Christmas tree. And it's literally like one piece of tinsel. Yeah, just yeah. one, one strand. Yeah, I guess they had to sell their old tree too. I don't know. But yeah, everything everything collapsed. Times are tight, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Alex pays them a visit. They're so happy that he's uh, going to be spending Christmas with them, and uh, in fact, he's really just dropping off some laundry. Which, if you if you're flying by a helicopter, you would think yeah, he's in New York City, I think, or maybe was he going to Vegas? He was going to Thought Vegas, to... yeah, yeah. He was going yeah, to Vegas. I would think there's somebody to do laundry, so there at least he's still connecting with his family. If, if <laughs> just just to have that hand wash laundry, <laughs> it's you know it's different when you put it in a machine. <laughs> That's right. It's not as much care. That's right. Yeah, it's it's the love that goes into it. Um, but he's like super disgusted by him, but I love it. Cause he's kind of overweight. Like he's got the, uh, he, he's balding on the top yeah. and uh, paunchy bald. Yeah, that's right. He's got the, the cigar I and mean, he's, he's just, Oh man. <laughs> but, but I love how young Alex kind of freaks out about it. He's like my hair. Yeah. <laughs> he's just super- but he was most concerned about his hair, which yeah. he should be a little bit concerned about the voice is he, he was having too many cigars or something. He's, yeah, he there was a little rough. bit of going. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, um, but he he leaves pretty quickly because he's he can't stand to be around his his poor family. They're they're just too poor. And I think he even says like, "You guys disgust me" or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Which, like damn. Yeah, he was rough on them. Yeah, he was. I mean, he was just making jokes, and they the whole time they were just like, "Oh, Alex," you know, and and doting on him, and and almost like a master servant kind of relationship there. Yes. Yeah. No, he had he had all held all the cards. Yes, he did. He really did. So he leaves and young Alex right away is, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know, go back. They need food. They need this and whatever. And he just I mean, the older Alex just leaves, doesn't do anything. This was the this is the equivalent of seeing the tombstone. Exactly. Right? I mean, this this is his seeing himself yeah. bald. <laughs> you know what my hairline used to be about down here so i kind of right <laughs> that's as bad as a tombstone that's right yeah yeah you know balding death i don't know but <laughs> that does it for him and it's like christmas morning and this is where it all comes together <clears throat> this is the the god bless us everyone moment <laughs> 
And so, you know, everyone's like, where's Alex? You know, he, he said, he said he was going to be here. We weren't going to open presents without him. What happened to him? Where did he go? He comes, he comes in, he's wearing the, the beard, the Santa beard, and he's got the Santa hat on. He's got this sack full of presents, but of course it's Christmas morning. So nothing's really open except like a Seven Eleven, you know, or, or convenience store. And so he got Jennifer, her, her cough medicine. And uh, I think there was like a, a TV guide was one of the presents. Her mom. <laughs> that was for mom. I wrote it down. Okay, Do you remember what he gave dad? I don't. It was a, uh, I don't have it written down. No. What was it? He was at like seven 11 or something. Or, right. Right. So, he gave his dad a cup of coffee. And a oh, a cup of coffee. Cup. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, Alex, like, Something like I, I didn't I, know you cared or something. Yeah, I you're like I've been, I've been hinting all year or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it. That was it. I've been and and for Mallory, he gave her like a big pack of beef jerky. <laughs> you know what? I'd take it. That sounds that sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> sure. Who doesn't but, like salted meat? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, and of course, uh, Mallory's like, oh, there's something else in here. And there's the uh, it's like like a rogaine type yeah. <laughs> called it was called bald no more bald <laughs> that's right <laughs> and he he of course like hey hey that's personal or something <laughs> but yeah because i think the ghost when he asks if, if he can change the if he's able to change the future the ghost even says you know yeah just you know massage your scalp every night <laughs> that's right like that. yeah so this was him you know his effort to to change his baldness i guess but he really kind of changes and not only did he get them those, he actually is going to have their laundry like uh, cleaned and pressed, which is nice. He doesn't right. want mom doing laundry anymore you know? <laughs> right? ever again. Uh, and then he, he really, he wants them to just have a wonderful Christmas. So he suggests again, Hey, let's, let's do our traditional picture. Well, first very oh, uh, he, he opens the carolers. door. Yes, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah, he, he wrangled got, up some carolers. He got the carolers back. I think I bet the Reverend was probably with them. That's right. <laughs> Reverend's a very forgiving man. Yes, they, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he has them take their picture in their traditional picture around the tree. And it's I mean, it's just it's a really nice, just a really nice way to end it. It's very, very much, you know, Scrooge's change at the end. And he says one of the the most awesome things where he's talking about, you're my family and I love you no matter what, you know, and it's just, it's like, oh man, this guy, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, like, it's a, it's like you, you, you talked about with, with the over the top eighties punchline, punchline, you know, line mm-hmm. punchline, that kind of pattern. Um, he, he's so good. And his heartfelt speech is actually like a nice, um epiphany kind of uh christmas carol type speech and he really you know he sums up the importance of family and everything and how much he loves and appreciates them and it's it's like a legit speech it really is yeah yeah it's really well written especially for the time i i I know exactly what you're saying yeah right you're not getting that on the fall guy you're not getting that on uh facts of life (laughs) no definitely not (laughs) there's only one michael j fox here (laughs) And he sells it. He sells it well. I believed him. I believed his transformation, or at least, you know, for the time sure. being. Yeah. 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 <laughs> until uh, next episode. Until next episode. That's exactly right. It's like uh, in the He Man and She Ra Christmas special where uh, <laughs> Skeletor helps save the kids and, you right. know, and that... kind of changes a bit. And they're like, don't worry. It's just once a year, <laughs> which explains right. like right away next episode. He, that's right. By life. January 1st, he's he's ready to, to uh, kill He-Man. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So what I and just curious, but what else do you have on your list of uh, Christmas carols? Um, so, I mean, I, I have the traditional telling. Uh, right. You know, uh, Alistair Sim, the Alistair Sim, the 1951 version, the Jim right. Carrey uh, Zemeckis version. Oh, yeah. Muppet Muppet Christmas Carol. It's one of my favorites. Sam, Samford and Son did an episode of A Christmas Carol. Did they really? Um, I don't remember that. Oh, I'm going to have to check it out now. It, the episode is called Ebenezer Samford. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's an episode of The Odd Couple where Oscar 
uh, is Scrooge. There's an episode of Martin where he's Scrooge. Oh, yeah. Um, wow. Obvi- obviously, Oscar the Grouch plays Scrooge in a Sesame Street Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, there's there are a lot of TV movies. Um, Cicely Tyson. Uh, there was Back to the Future animated series where they go back to Victorian London. Yep. I'm hoping to cover uh, that one, too. <laughs> go, so fun. Ghostbusters cartoon, the real Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. They they bust ghosts and it turns out to be Scrooge's ghosts. Um, Saturday Night Live has done adaptations. Uh, Simpsons have has done it. Um, Mr. Magoo has done it. So right. uh, there's just a there's just a ton of versions. And so um, just for this chapter, I didn't rank everything in in Christmas right, right. television and movies, but I ranked the hundred that I found, and I I watched some really rough ones. Uh, general, <laughs> you know, all my children did a version. General all my Hospital children. did a version. Yeah, there, there's my all mom kinds of them. loved all my children. That was like oh, yeah. was like that one in another world were like her soaps. That's yeah. I, like I remember every summer when we were off during those two hours. We had to like go to our rooms and like just play or read or do something while she so she could watch her soap operas. Same with me. And I, you know, I tried to stay away from it, but I started to know the different people on the shows. <laughs> Same like, here. Yes. I knew who Asa Buchanan was and yeah. I knew Erica Luke King. and Laura. Yeah. Luke all, and Laura. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew all those people because, you know, that's what mom was watching. That's so right. I, yep. got, I got to know them pretty well. <laughs> But yeah, they all did it. Uh, yeah, Asa Buchanan was Scrooge in their version of A Christmas Carol. But there are are just so many versions throughout the years. Um, there was a there was a silent film version that that I found on YouTube. I mean, the the amazing thing that as you know about the internet is you can find it. You can find just about you can anything. Find just about anything. I mean, yeah. right now, Family Ties. You can find this episode on Amazon Prime right now, but mm-hmm. you could probably find it on YouTube too. It's everything's out there. Yeah, yeah, or Daily Motion or one of those. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Daily Motion has a ton of stuff. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh man, I mean, this was this was a good episode. I thought it it ended very well. It just it was developed pretty well. Uh, I, I mean, it was definitely uh, it kind of like i said threw me for a loop because some of the ghosts were missing but at the same time you kind of didn't need them i mean i don't think i don't really think you needed them it 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 got the point across and and it developed it and while it was typical of its era um it it also just uh like you said with that ending speech it kind of transcended it a little bit so uh i really like this one i can see why why you would rank it 15 yeah and and another reason why i think i had it kind of high beyond the greatness of michael j fox is um, there are a lot of adaptations where a jerk sees the error of his ways and, mm-hmm. you know, is nicer at the end. Right. But one of the big um, inspiration, the biggest inspiration for Dickens writing in the first place had to do with the rich poor divide. Right. And generosity. And this hits on, I mean, Alex, the, the, the theme of the show is he wants to be rich and he, he cares about that more than anything. And at the end he cared about others and generosity and, and really hits the note that Charles Dickens wanted to hit with this. Mm -hmm. And it's why it's so good to, to be adapted. But many times it's just a jerk becomes not a jerk for an episode or of, you know, at the end of a movie, this was about, true generosity at the end and, and appreciating appreciating the people around him that he should care more about. So I, I like that it hit the right notes, even if it did it in a very condensed and very eighties way. Right. Right. And, and that's a, that's an incredible point. Uh, one thing that I, I always thought was pretty neat was um, so his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend on the show, he ended up actually marrying in real life, which is super cool. That's right. Tracy Pollan. It's right. Tracy Pollan. Yep. So, I mean, that's just, uh, and they're still together, which is really neat. Cause again, you don't see that a lot of that in Hollywood. No. Yeah. She's uh yeah. That's just cool. It's cool to me. Yeah, absolutely. He, I saw, I was watching the Knicks game the other night and he was, he was there and got a big ovation. I mean, every, he's one of the more universally beloved uh, stars really of, I of think my so. lifetime. Yeah. I think you're right there. Let's see. The theme song is super memorable. I wanted to bring up the theme song because it's just one of those that you always remember. Um, Without Us. 
So I guess they actually had um, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams sing it later on. Like at first, the, the original version wasn't, but uh, like starting around, I think halfway through season one, they, they actually got them to sing it. Which while, while they're painting a picture of the family. That's right. During yeah. the theme song, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But it's, you know, uh, it's so fo- popular that I think they even use it in the Goldbergs. Do you watch the Goldbergs? Yes. Yeah. And so he he uses that like for his vows or something for their, <laughs> their wedding renewal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's just it's a great song. It's one of those like as soon as you hear it, you know exactly what it's to. Uh, but I was I was saying earlier uh, before we started that I had a funny story about family ties. So it was uh, my wife and um, a couple of friends and we were playing one of those um seen it games it was like seen it tv or something like that yeah and and we were doing okay it was we had divided up so that it was like the guys against the girls you know the husbands against the wives and you know we were we were okay we were kind of ahead but all of a sudden we had this audio clip and the audio just cut out for some reason it just we couldn't hear anything i had no idea what was happening it was just we had to guess what the clip was from so I literally just shouted out family ties and it turned out it was from family ties. So, so because Without of that, the audio. because of that wild guess uh, for family ties, we were able to win. And so, <laughs> so that That's was huge. Cool. I know. It's like, yeah. it's like, yes, random eighties trivia, <laughs> which right. really wasn't so trivia, you, it was you, just a wild guess. You were the MVP of the night with that. I, with I that totally point. was. They're still a little bitter about it. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But you know, it does make me wonder, what would you say? Is your hap hap happiest memory or moment of family ties? Well, I I was I was thinking more of this episode. Yeah, yeah, um, this episode too works. Uh when when he um I would say my hap hap happiest moment uh, in the history of the show was the episode where the parents go away for the weekend and uh Steven comes back and the house is they had a party and the house was a mess and there's a kangaroo jumping through the house that might have been my favorite episode <laughs> I remember that <laughs> I do remember that <laughs> and he says something like they're like you're not going to punish us for the rest of our lives or something and, and Steven's like that is my plan um, <laughs> but but this episode I loved when he's giving this speech mm-hmm. and uh and he's saying, you know, he's giving like very heartfelt things. And he goes, and Mallory isn't pregnant. And everybody like looks like pregnant. And he goes, <laughs> president, she's not president, but one day she could be. <laughs> Just like a funny, <laughs> funny, like really ridiculous save by Michael J. Fox. In the middle of a heartfelt speech, he was able to still deliver uh, a, a very family ties one liner. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, for me, I think it... Uh... Of the show in general, I just have um, very vivid memories of watching this with my folks on Thursday nights. Um, And it's not really specific episodes. I just remember it was one of those that we had to watch every, you know, every Thursday. And then, of course, it was moved to, I I think it was like the weekend sometime. Sunday was a Sunday, maybe. I think it was a Sunday night show at the very end. But it was it was a a hard Thursday night show, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was part of like their must see TV or something. Right. This was the early days of that. Exactly. And so I just remember sitting down with my folks and we'd have the popcorn out and we'd watch it. And it was like a weekly thing. Um, but for this episode, I think my my favorite moment was the picture around the the Christmas tree. I mean, it was just yeah, it was it was a gorgeous tree. Everybody was there. It was the family, it's just uh that was perfect. Yeah, it's a very sweet moment. Yeah. But now we come to my favorite part of the show, which is a little segment I like to call Gag Me with the Spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite part of the episode. Uh, And there was a few one-liners here or there that were not the best. Um, As a guest, I'll let you go first. Just kind of set it up and uh, (laughs) set up the scene. So so I I genuinely think uh, the first few... I like, like I talked about when Jennifer gets older, I think they struggled to give her the right storylines because it was yeah. like sort of Mallory storylines. And so she got more marginalized and as it became more Alex centric. Right. And they still had Mallory and then they moved her on to their, her relationship with Nick. But though Jennifer was kind of floating. But when she was the sassy little kid, I think she was great. She really delivered her lines and stuff. Yeah. But the episode where this episode where they ask her, 
to play somebody who has some sort of throat condition and she sees the Charlie Brown tree in the Christmas <laughs> future and she goes, what a beautiful tree. And it's, it's so just over the top and really poorly done. And I just, I was like, Oh man, you know, they could have, they could have coached her into a, a better uh, version of, than this. She, she definitely had a few in there uh, that weren't delivered the best. And I almost picked it, but I was afraid that you were going to pick some of those. And and so I didn't want to, I didn't want to like, uh, you know, double, double pick. So I ended up going with one of Alex's lines and it's actually really not that bad. It's just the writing itself is, I don't like, I don't know. I think they could have done something a little funnier and instead they kind of, this was definitely eighties funny, but, but I think it could have been just a little bit more. And so it's when the, the ghost of, Christmas past is trying to tell him to come hither and he's going to the bed and yeah. and he says I'm gonna try to do my best Michael J Fox which is super hard to do but he's like I'm coming hither I'm hither <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was bad I I, I can't do but, Michael J Fox but I no tried. I mean he's no the only the only good Michael J Fox impression I remember was David Spade on uh on Saturday Night Live did yeah Michael J. Fox that's the <laughs> only one I can remember that was like really good yeah I I agree with that. Uh, it's funny how some of they had like their characters that they could just do at the at the drop of a hat and they were really good. Yes. And then there are others where they're trying to do other people and they're just, oh, no, get that other guy. He was better. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. But, you know, it does make me wonder. G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Massage your scalp every night. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, come on. That, that was the biggest takeaway. Alex cared about his family and all, but the thing that really scared him straight was the fact that he went he went bald and he couldn't deal with that. So massage your scalp every night. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's be- definitely better than mine. Mine is, uh, so if your only mode of transportation is a wheelbarrow, don't leave it out on the lawn for a helicopter to crush. <laughs> that's true. They, the, so much of their family income was reliant upon that wheelbarrow and they were... <laughs> very casual about where and clearly this was not alex's first uh helicopter rodeo that like they probably should have known better i i think so yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man ed it's been fun talking with you yeah, this but is great tell me about your book uh, i'm very excited to to hear all about it and i can't wait to read it but i mean tell me about it so the christmas book it's uh it's an all everything guide to christmas and i i um started out kind of wanting to, I think television was my main motivation because I didn't see that in Christmas books. I see, maybe you'd see some Rankin Bass discussed, but I think, I I mean, just what we proved over the last half hour, 45 minutes or whatever, that uh, television is a big part of when you're a kid and Mm -hmm. it's December and there are television episodes and it used to be um, not a given that uh, there would be a Christmas episode. Now, right. I think every, every, you know, you, you kind of know, you'll see the promos and like tonight's the Christmas episode night right. of the four back to back to back shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think uh, that was probably the start. And I was like, oh, I'd like to write about some Christmas episodes. And then, um, then I expanded it to all of Christmas, you know, the old variety shows and obviously covering Rankin Bass and all of the major movies, the backstories behind the major movies, the major songs we know, uh, try to uncover some uh, hidden gems and then asking myself questions about the origins of Christmas. Why do, why do we kiss under the mistletoe? And, and I try to encapsulate it all into, put it all into one book uh, fashion, where, where ugly sweaters come from and the matching pajamas. (laughs) And, and also how it's celebrated around the world. Um, you know, there there are certain countries where it seems just like a slightly tweaked version of here, but then there are some that's, you know, Santa's in blue and there's just different different customs. And so I tried to do, it, it's a it's a, a snapshot uh, at, at every aspect of Christmas that I could possibly think of. And uh, it's a, uh, I think I wrote somewhere. It's a loving examination of Christmas. I think the best part about Christmas is that it's done differently by everybody. Maybe slight variations on mm-hmm. the way your parents did it. 
And so I wanted to embrace all that and also point out things that maybe can help enhance future uh, Christmas celebrations. Oh, I didn't know about this Christmas special. I didn't know about this version of the Christmas Carol. I'll check it out. Um, And it was fun to write, but it was uh, it was weird because I started writing it uh, earlier this year and everybody gets out of Christmas mode. And I didn't, I didn't know about the like Christmas podcasts. And um, I just, (laughs) so I'm writing about, you know, the origin of Jingle Bells. And then Mm -hmm. I have Jingle Bells in my head and it's February and it's (laughs) April. And I'm thinking about a Keaton Christmas Carol and I'm writing about it. And then I, I stumbled upon, uh, your show and a couple of shows. And I was like, Oh, now I'm, I'm not alone. I can, I can listen to this as I'm working on editing and stuff like that. <laughs> and I, and I really, uh, I, it, it helped restore my sanity because, you know, when you're just alone listening to Christmas songs and then there's like the thoughts going through my head as I'm writing this and <laughs> my wife and everybody's like, what, what are you talking about? Why, why are you talking about jingle bells right now? <laughs> Yeah, there's there's like, a few of us that just uh yeah, we get those looks from people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I'm I'm uh I'm grateful to be uh to to have discovered this this community. Um but yeah, I think it 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 makes a uh the book I it makes a great gift um for lovers of Christmas who just want to consume more things Christmas or it's a great gift for like I mean, there's so many times that I don't really know what I'm supposed to get somebody and right. my, my stepdad and I usually get him a home Depot gift card and it's not really that much fun. Like this is, if, if you like Christmas, this book has something for you. Yeah. Whether you want to read about Judy Garland's uh, variety show where she kind of gets into a fight with Mel Torme in the middle of it or <laughs> that's cool. I do or, want to read about you know, that. Now I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or a hundred different versions of a Christmas Carol and you, you find some hidden gems there or an examination of how, you know, different songs came about. Yeah. Um, some, some Christmas songs weren't intended to be Christmas songs and then just kind of fell into that mode of mm-hmm. being in the rotation. Looking at you, jingle bells. exactly exactly so uh yeah it was uh it was it was fun to write and uh i i really uh tried to be it's a it's a very light-hearted um approach at at just giving everybody kind of a background on just about everything they could think of with christmas nice nice well i I can't wait. Uh, so it's it's out already, or it's it's about to. Come it's out. out. Yeah, it's out. It, it's. I mean, the easiest place to find it, unfortunately, is Amazon, where uh, yeah. where it's everywhere. But yeah, I it can be ordered from your local bookstore. Cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it's called the Christmas Book: The Ultimate Guide to Your Favorite Holiday. Well, I, you know, you definitely should. Uh, if you haven't yet, you should talk to Todd Killian from Christmas Clatter. You should definitely talk to uh, the guys from Tis the Podcast and uh, Art. Kilmer from a cozy Christmas. Also, they're all. I'm I'm talking to Art in two hours. I'm talking nice. to uh, I'm, I'm talking to Todd on Wednesday. There you go. Uh, yeah. I t- right um, but yeah, it, it's good. I, I what I like about your show is it's a different. Uh, you know, I'm only going to talk about Keaton Christmas Carol with one podcast. That's right. So I'm. Tr- <laughs> I don't right. have to worry about like keeping my keeping it fresh. With I knew I was going to talk about something unusual with you, so it's it's uh, <laughs> this is perfect. You know, it's funny because uh, sometimes I cover things that like are only remotely, you know, Christmas. Right. So so yeah, like yeah. you think about like Invasion USA, and it's set around Christmas time, but it's not like a Christmas movie, you know. Or, uh, or things like that. But I enjoy it because I get to cover things as well that, you know, are some people somewhere think of it as a Christmas movie. And so hopefully I can I can deal with this. But I think this is one where at least everybody can agree a Keaton Christmas Carol is Christmassy. It's 100% Christmas. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, I'm glad I got to talk to you. This was really fun. I can't wait to buy your book. Oh, thank you so much. This was this was great, and uh, like I, like I said, my wife thought maybe I was paying you to to pick this subject <laughs> to talk about. No, no, but I mean, if you want to pay me, that's okay too. But no, you don't. <laughs> but no, I, I'm more than happy to talk uh, anything '80s, especially uh, when it comes to Christmas and Christmas carols. So. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> thank you. Well, congratulations on the book, and I hope it does really well. And um, 
maybe we'll see you or hear you on other places. All right. (laughs) Thanks so much. No problem. So on that note, I'm going to end it by saying, I just want you all to know that you're the most important people in the world to me. And I know I don't show it sometimes, but I love you all very much. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Alex. And check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Alex finding his Christmas spirit, leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. Now, don't forget to check out our merch shop on tpublic.com and our brand new website, courtesy of Tis the Podcast Elf, Tom Crow. Later, dudes.